here's what's going to happen today. We're going to have us a talk. All right? Y'all good for that? So, uh, we're going to let everybody get kind of self-adjusted here. Uh, if you got a Bible, uh, grab it out. If you don't have one, there should be one in front of you and, uh, and underneath the pew or the seat or whatever you call them now because they're not pews evidently. <laughs> they're chairs. Uh, I'm old school. I'm still used to pews and altars, you know what I'm saying? But here we go. I'd like you to cha- turn your Bible to Ephesians chapter 6. And we're going to start in verse 10 and go through verse 18. Now, this is something, uh, I'm going to be using you, Hot Rod. I know he's not looking down. You're going to be my example today. Yep, the Lord, as I was sitting over here, I was praying, and I seen your face, and I thought, yep, that's the one. (laughs) So I'm glad you're here today, because I'm going to make you silly. Does that work out? We're good, right? We've been brothers for a while. You know me for over a year, so shut up, suck it up, and be ready to have it happen. So here's what's going to happen. We're going to read this scripture. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Correct? It says, uh, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against the authorities and against the cosmic powers of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day. And having done all to stand firm, stand therefore having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace, in all circumstances take up the shield of faith for which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit which is the word of God, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. Thank you, Lord, for this word. Today, we're going to be talking specifically about a few things. And you know what? God just showed me something. Do you know it said three times in that scripture, stand? Not attack, not retreat, but stand. That's a different message. I'm going to have that one next time I see here. We're going to talk about standing. But right now, we're going to talk about picking up your helmet. I want you to understand something about the helmet. The helmet of salvation, do you understand the helmet of salvation is to protect your dome? What does this control? Everything in your body. I want you to understand, you know what's funny is the breastplate and the belt and and the shod feet and all that stuff, that's part of the armor of God. Then it says, therefore pick up the shield of faith and the helmet of salvation as long as the the word of God, right? Here's what I want you to understand, something. You have to pick up the helmet. How many of you, you ever wore the helmet? Lately, 
Do you, do, you, do you go out on your date on Friday night after the game wearing your helmet? It's for a purpose. Right? Because you don't look all sexy with your curly hair and a helmet on. Nobody can see all that. Right? It's like your moneymaker, right? Them Goldilocks right there. They're all covered up in a helmet. But I got news. You don't want to go onto the football field not wearing a helmet. Derp, derp. You end up being a preacher. Because <laughs> they'll knock the sins clean out of you. I need you to understand something. A helmet's for a purpose. A helmet is to protect you in the time of a fight. The problem is, Alan, we got to understand, we are always in a fight. You see, you know why Christians fail? Because Christians think all you got to do is ask Jesus Christ in your heart, your fight's over. <laughs> You just started the fight. You see, here's the thing we don't understand. We always have been in a battle from the beginning of time since Satan told God he was just as equal. Do you not remember that story? Satan come in and said, I'm just as good. And in fact, I'm going to become better. And in fact, I'm going to elevate myself above you. He got kicked to the curb. But not until he took a third of all angels with him. Because see, if you don't have the helmet of salvation, even when you're in heaven, you can be led to hell. I want that to sink in for a second. If you're not protecting your head, you see, here's what the problem is. We expect when we accept Jesus Christ into our heart, it's going to affect our brain. Right? When you ask Jesus Christ into your heart, it's supposed to affect your thought process. The problem is, is if we don't put on the helmet, all the stuff that's coming at us from all sides from the world starts to infect our heart. There's affect and then infect. Are you hearing me? So here's the problem. <coughs> it's easy to be led astray. If you're not prepared. Come here, Bubba. I want you to do me a favor. Uh, this, he's going to do me a favor, and I, I'm not going to hurt him much. How hard do you want me? How bad do you want me to hurt him? She's like, <laughs> a little. Here, I want you to stand right in front of this chair. Put your feet together. Feet together. Hands in your pocket. Hands in your pocket, hands in your pocket, right? Yep. In your pocket. Not just kind of in your pocket, in your pocket, right? Yep. Let, me, let me show you something. You see, the Bible says stand. <laughs> if you're not prepared for a battle, even this six foot two piece of meat right here can get knocked down by a two foot and a half tall cripple. Stand back up. Brace yourself like you're getting ready to go in for a pass. How are you going to do that? What are you going to do? You're going to spread your feet? Huh? You're going to bend your knees? You're going to lean forward? Isn't that crazy? When you're prepared, all of a sudden your enemy gets pushed back. Thank you. I want you to hear me. 
Sometimes you think you're a spiritual giant, but if you're not prepared for the battle you're walking into in the morning, every day you don't pick up your helmet, you're walking into a battle unprepared, and you're going to get knocked down by something stupid and small. Not saying that I'm stupid or small. (laughs) But I want you to understand something. When you walk out prepared, like you're ready to go into a battle, you can stand, and the enemy will be pushed Ooh, that was good. That's some, that's some you can take to work tomorrow and show somebody. <laughs> Let me tell you about my Jesus. You've got to understand something. If we don't put on the helmet of salvation, we're walking into battle getting ready to get beat up on. And let me tell you how silly th- stuff can get. Do you know anything that is put above God becomes your God? You know, that can be Pepsi-Cola. Yeah. Anything that takes precedence in your life over God becomes your God. There shall have no other gods before me. Oops, you already failed. But you don't understand... Make no other gods. Have no idols. Oops, you just did that one too. Can I tell you a secret? Do you know how easy addiction happens? Do you know how easy any kind of addiction happens? Addiction to your phone? I'm not... Saying anything. <laughs> Not saying anything. I just want you to understand. Addiction to coffee in the morning. A TV show. Do you know what this actually happened to us lately? I don't even have real TV. But I bought Netflix. Duh, that was stupid. Do you know how much mine numbing drizzle I have watched that I could have spent time in the Word of God? And I do it out of, but I'm entertaining myself. I got news. Entertainment's great. Preparing myself for the next day is better. And you know what happened? I started watching this show called the 100. Dun, dun, dun. And my wife's like, honey, this is a great show. There's seven seasons. <laughs> At 18, that ends up being 125 shows. At an hour apiece. That's 125 hours of mind-numbing, dumb stuff that we sat there and binge-watched. To the point, I forgot to eat. And I got up and got dizzy, fell down, and bruised myself all up because my... Let me tell you what happens about addiction. Addiction starts out slow. In anything. It's just a TV show. Let me tell you something about addiction, because I'm an addict. 
You all know that I was a drug addict. I shot methamphetamine up for many years. Let me tell you what happens. You see, Satan's not stupid either. Give me that tissue box right there. Come on. You're not using it right now. Here. This weighs about what? Eight ounces? Did that hurt? Let me see it. Now, I'm going to throw 16,000 of these at you at the same speed. Would you duck? Yeah. I'd be like 85,000 pounds coming at me. You know what I'm saying? saying? No. Say he's not stupid to throw 85,000 pounds at you. He goes, here, here's what I'm going to do. Oh, that ain't no big deal. Oh, here's another. Here, try that. Well, that's not a big deal. Try that. The next thing you know, you're being crushed by something of this world because your helmet's not on. You see, salvation, the helmet of salvation, protects you from being deceived. If you look at anything that is dragging you away from the Lord, it's because you have been deceived. Once you accept Jesus Christ into your heart, life is going to happen. But the thing of it is, is are you going to see God at work in those things? Are you going to see the bad? It depends on if you've got your helmet on. This is good stuff. You guys are sleeping through some really good stuff. I got a question. Let me ask you a question. How many of you in this room, how many in this room, by show of hands, are tormented by demons? How many in this room? The rest of you need to be saved. Here's the problem. They're coming after you every day. And Pam, you're right. I don't allow it. But that means you're shodding yourself in the full armor of God every day. If not, you're being tormented by Satan. Because you, you got to understand, you ask Jesus Christ into your heart. Alan, you know what happens? Your name goes on a billboard. Inhale. Go get him. And you know what happens? Rick, when you get closer to God... Your name gets bigger. And you know what happens? The target is like laser focused. And if you're not ready for the battle, you're going to fall by a little bitty something. I want you to hear me. You've got to prepare yourself. You've got to quit thinking you've got it. Pam, we and you both know it ain't us. We're not able. I, I, I am not strong enough to get through this life on my own. Let me tell you something. Twelve years. September 13th was twelve years. Every day of our marriage I heard the word cancer. Until three or four weeks ago. It's the first time I heard the word heard words free at the end of that. Do you know what relief that was? Because you know what? The battle had been going on so long, I was ready to just give up and give in. Anybody ever been there? Let me tell you what. I had to stand strong because she couldn't. 
And say, but let me tell you about my Jesus. Let me tell you about his healing power. Let me tell you about his resurrecting power. Let me tell you about what he's done. But we've got to put the helmet on. Because we're getting our tails kicked because we get up thinking we got it. That's good stuff. Yes, it is, preacher. Here you go. Thank you, Pam. I love you. Here. Some of you need to understand, the closer you get to Christ, the more you need your church family. Some of you need to understand, the closer you get to Christ, the more you need to pray. Some of you need to understand, the closer you get to Christ, the more you need to read the Bible. Some of you need to understand the closer you get, the more things of Jesus you need because you've got to understand the battle's going to intensify the deeper you get in. You better bet. And you know what's funny is the moment you think, I've got this, some little cripple in a wheelchair is going to push your butt into a chair. Something so little is going to make you stumble. Let me tell you, from an addictive mindset, from somebody who is addicted for many, many years of my life, let me explain something to you. It wasn't the big things that set me back down. The big things I was expecting. You understand? It wasn't the, well, you're getting arrested for. That didn't, that, didn't, that didn't make me fall on my knees or fall on my face or make me go back to doing drugs. That didn't do any of that. Do you know what it was? I'm lonely. If I do this, I'll be with somebody and have a like purpose. You know, you know what took me back to drugs? Was, was <laughs> I'm not having any fun anymore. Life's serious. Let me go, let me go cover it up with something. You know, you know what took me back was <laughs> I didn't want to have to get a job. I don't want to have to work. I don't have to this adulting is hard. Let me tell you, you know, those were the things that made me fall. Do you know what most Christians fall from? She said that my hair was bad. They didn't like Chevy. Well, yeah. (laughs) You're not understanding. Stupid things make you fall because your helmet's not on. You're not in the fight. And all of a sudden you think you've got it all. It's the little things that get underneath and start eating at you. Not the big stuff. The big stuff you go, okay, I identify that as an attack. I want you to hear that. The big stuff is the stuff you go, oh, I see that as an attack. It's the small stuff, the little stuff that gets underneath your skin and festers. That's what starts the fall. And it's all from deception. It's all from not having a clear thought process. I was thinking about this last night. I wonder how many combat back. That was one of them words. Combat veterans. Thank you. Who will tell you a story of being in battle and doing the same thing day in, day out and watching somebody get 
lax and not put on their helmet to be shot or to step out where they know they shouldn't have been thinking I've been here before to be blown up by an IED. How many, how many combat will tell you that after you do the same thing, I have a Marine living in our house right now, and he told me he was a tank operator, and his thing was to shove the thing in, and, and there was a breach and all this stuff, and he was like doing these things, and, and, and he was riding in the tank, and his, he was getting ready, and he opened it up, ready to shove something in, and then all of a sudden his tank operator had to back up because there was a flag of an IED in front of him, and he started to go backwards his arm went in just as the breach started. it would have cut his arm clean off and as he did the the operator looked up and seen that his his arm was all the way in and stopped as his arm came out the breach came up and boom and he goes what were you thinking he goes i do this seven thousand times and the one time i wasn't thinking about it How many times have you heard of an automobile accident at somebody who lives just my... They say all the accidents are close to home because once you get close to home, you're going off of muscle memory. How many of you have ever drove through a stop sign and you don't remember if you stopped or not? I'm looking at who's not on their head because I'm leaving before you do. <laughs> Crystal. Here's the thing. I want you to understand. How many of you have actually... I've done that too. How many? I, I've gotten all the way home and went, I don't remember driving home. Because you get into a muscle memory. You go into like a subconscious. Guess what? How many of those people, oh, God had his hand over you if you didn't get in a wreck. How many of times, is it? I don't even know how it happened. Because they weren't physically in the room. They weren't in the battle. They weren't in the driver's seat. They weren't in control. They were actually just kind of floating. That's not even my message either. That's because, man, I'm killing it today. This is awesome. You see, we've got to come to the point in ourself that we understand we ain't it. Play football? Heard you're almost okay. thing of it is, is if uh, I was your coach and we went to go play a team and I know you're good. You're good. I've heard all about you. I've actually read your stats. You're pretty good. It's like got talent and stuff. Could go somewhere. And you, you just better thank God that you're good at something because... Look, you ain't going far. So here's, here's the thing. I want you to understand. But as good as you are, and if I was your coach and we were going to go play another team, I'm not going to send you out against 11 by yourself. No matter how good you are. That's called suicide. He was a good player. We're going to miss him. Thank God he was ugly. We didn't really lose much. No, you understand what I'm saying? No, we're going to put you out. We're going to sacrifice you. Why would you do that? He's good. But if you walk out one, 
Yeah, I am. <laughs> it's going to hurt because you're going to think you can stand up against the leaven instead of doing what's fair and run away quickly. Right? Here's the thing I want you to understand. Why are you in the army of God walking into the battle thinking you're taking it to Satan? The thing of it is, it says stand, therefore stand. And when you're ready, stand. And when you have the bottle, therefore stand. It means you ain't taking it. To, 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 you're not going out to start the fight. The fight's not yours. You see, the thing of it is, the fight is God's. And just like the fight would not be yours, the fight is the team's. You're not going to go out by yourself. You're going to go out as a unit. And guess what? You see this unit right here? This is who your support team is. So you know what that means? I'm having a problem. I need you to pray for me. Hear this. I need you to pray for me. Not talk about me. Do I need to say that again? I need you to pray for me, not to talk about me. Because you know what? If I confide in you my problem, and you take that problem before the Lord, and then you come up and say, hey, what's going on with Pastor Jeff? He needs some prayer. You want to pray? You pray in faith believing you pray specifically because you were the one that the burden was shared with. If I wanted my burden shared with you, I'd tell you. You see, we get messed up in the family. We get me- Well, I've seen you, some of you talk about your family. In case the Catholics are right. You've got to understand something. I've heard you talk about your family. I've, I've seen, I have family. And you know what? You know what a family reunion is? It's when you find out everybody's dirt. Because everybody wants to be more important than the other person. Better than the other person. Looked upon highly, more highly than the other person. So you know what? Everybody's telling you, but did you hear what's happening to Jeff? Well, did you know what's happening to Sherry? And then I'm going, well, let me tell you what's happening to Jim. Because you're not going to make me look bad. Why, y'all? Do you not understand? It's not our fight. The battle is not ours. It's the Lord's. You are to put on the full armor of God to withstand what Satan's bringing your way. He braced himself to stand. And I was pushed away. Some of you are not picking your helmets up. And you're walking into this fight unprotected. You can't be successful that way. Listen to this. 1 Timothy 1.18 says, This command I entrust you, Timothy, my son, in accordance with the prophecies previously made concerning you, that, you th- that by them you fight the good fight. Do you understand fighting a good fight? Do you understand what that means? 
standing in faith, believing, and allowing God to do what's necessary. Do you know what you really are on a team? A tool. Did you not think about it? Do you know what you are in your job? A tool. So when somebody calls me a tool, I'm going, yep. Makes me feel better about me. <laughs> I don't think they mean it the way I think I mean it. But here's the thing. <laughs> here's what I want you to understand. We're all just tools. And if you are listening to God, you are a tool for him to use to accomplish something bigger than you. How many of you want to be a part of something bigger than you? Isn't that amazing? When you win a state championship, that was all you. No, it was something bigger than you. But as a unit, as a child of God, do you understand how this works? Timothy 6.12, 1 Timothy 6.12 says, Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and make the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. 2 Timothy 4.7 says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the course. I have kept the faith. Let me tell you something about my Jesus. When you put on the full armor of the God and you protect your dome, guess what? Everything else will follow. Everything will follow. This right here is Satan's playground. This right here is where he starts to control your actions. Why don't you do me a favor? Why don't you do me a favor? You ready? Give me five without thinking. No, you had to think. That hand didn't just pop up by itself. Nothing that you do is not processed without this. Nothing you do physically works without this. If I can get in your head, I can make you do things you would never believe you would ever do in your life. You don't believe that? Who in the world would ever want that? But once he's in your head, it's like you can't live without it. You don't understand. This makes your life better. You don't understand. You can work more. You don't understand. You can, you can sell it and make money. You don't understand. You can do. And pretty soon it's like, oh, this is life. No. Protect what's going to control you. Everybody says, oh, lead with your heart. Try that in a football game. Getting tackles, but you're gonna have a hard time breathing. And every man in here knows exactly what I'm talking about because you catch a helmet to the bread basket, you're on. Oh. You don't leave with your heart in a war. Tuck your shoulder. How many times you heard that by coach? Pull your arm in, tuck your shoulder, put your head down. Right? Well, you know what that does? What's that do? Protects your neck. Neck turns your head. Head controls everything else. Don't be stupid. Don't know what football team you're playing on. <laughs> Pretty close to not mine. <laughs> right? I hear me. 
How many of you are in a battle? Thank you. Everybody in this room is in a battle. Wayne, Lisa's family is fighting a battle. They're in a battle. Lisa's fighting physical things. She's doing all this stuff. Your battle is worse than yours. You don't understand. His battle is worse than you. You know, how many of you think your battle is worse? How many of you think your battle is more important? You're in the same battle, dork. Trying to make heaven our home. Stop trying to put an importance on you. It's never been about you. It's been about God. The problem is, is you know what? There's, here's the thing I need you to understand. I've said this before. You know what the difference is between a major and a minor surgery is? A minor surgery if it's on you and a major surgery if it's on me. That's the definition at my house. My wife's had body parts lopped off, cut out, chunked out, messed up, cut off her face, cut off her arms, cut off her chest, cut off her... I got this splinter. It hurts. Honey, you don't understand. And she's going, you're right. No clue. Talk to a woman giving birth. It's like a man with a flu. <laughs> oh! Same thing. What? What's happening to you is always what seems to be more important, bigger than you can't do. You don't understand. Let me tell you about my Jesus. Mocked. Beat. Made fun of had his family stripped from him. Tortured and crucified for nothing that he had done. Resurrected after he paid a price to where we all have the promise of eternity. Now, tell me about your splinter. I challenge you as you go through this week. You remember the breastplate and the belt of truth and all this stuff. That's all part of the army. He already the armor that God already owns. The helmet, it says pick up. You're making a choice. This week, choose to walk out prepared for battle and see what happens. Father, I love you and I thank you for the word of God. I thank you for the opportunity to come to be with my family. God, I pray this week that you will help us all physically. Lord God, I promise, I want everybody right now to act like you are picking the helmet up off the ground and putting it on your head because it's a physical action, Lord God. I want them, every one of us, Lord God, to, to, to take up your helmet of salvation that you would protect our mind to keep us from being deceived and led astray, that we would be stronger together in the army of God. And we're going to give you praise in Jesus' precious name. 
Amen. Amen. God bless y'all. Thank you again for allowing me to come out without throwing stuff at me. I enjoy coming. You know I love y'all. Uh, I, I will be back soon, I am sure, hopefully. And uh, if not, then y'all have to come see me.